Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dave Rubin, this is the Rubin Report from the local studio right here in Miami. And joining me today is the political director for the Prime Minister of Hungary, Balas Orban. Welcome to the Rubin Report. Hi, thank you very much for inviting me. I am glad to have you here, a, a freedom fighter from across <laughs> the way here in America in the free state of Florida. Uh, I was trying to think how I wanted to do this interview because I will be very honest up top. I don't think Americans know much, if anything, about Hungary, and I am not going to pretend to be a Hungary expert. So I thought the best sure. way we could start this was a little Hungary 101. If I say to you, tell me about Hungary, <laughs> what does that mean to you? Um, I think all the people of uh, United States and Florida would love Hungary because it's a uh, a small but old uh, Central European country with a thousand years old um, history. Um, as you were referred, uh, we, we are known in Europe as freedom fighters because our history is about constant fight for sovereignty. We were several times occupied by, by, by foreigners like the Ottomans, like uh, the Habsburgs or the Austrians, like the Nazi Germans and the Russians. And, uh, and, uh, and what we survived, and um, right now we are proud members of uh, um, the European Union and the Western community. Uh, but we have our own values and we are very proud of um, our nationhood, our country, our traditions. Um, and uh, that's the reason, I think, why we came part of the international debate, at least inside the Western civilization about the future of this civilization, which direction should we go, um, and um, if there is a dead-end street or not. So interestingly, the guy that connected us was my good friend Pete Bogosian, who has been on this show many, many times, who you've met a few times now. And he's in Hungary right now. And he is a, or at least was for most of his life, a lefty atheist, but in search of freedom, in search of places where order exists and Western values exist. And he lives in Portland where he's struggling to find it there, yeah. goes to Budapest and he's finding it in Hungary. That, that's yeah. interesting. He is a great guy. Um, and, um, and you know, it's currently we, we, at least those who are working for the Hungarian government and Prime Minister Orban, we are conservatives, we are Christian Democrats, we are obviously representing the political right side, out of question. But uh, according to our understanding, it means freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of thinking, freedom of expression, and, and we have to preserve, protect uh, pluralism in our society. So if, if Peter is there, uh, and, and he speaks openly about his uh, views. We can, we can argue, we can debate with him. Actually, we are organizing debates uh, to show that uh, these are the alternatives. Let, let the people uh, choose. 
And what he keeps telling to us that uh, it was the case in United States, it was the case um, in some other Western European countries, but uh, but currently this is not the case anymore. Leftist ideology is just um, want it, it wants to control everything. They want one hundred percent power, not um, separation of power. So we sent small Central European conservatives. We are trying to. Um, manage a political refugee program for, <laughs> for, 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 for people like uh, Peter Bogosian and, and some and, others. And interestingly, uh, <laughs> most of my audience will get it, you're, you then are called all of the worst things, right? You're a fascist uh, sure, and a bigot so. and all right. I should mention that although your last name is Orban, you are not related to the Prime Minister, no. Viktor Orban, no. correct? That, and must, that must get very messy No, and it's not the, the case that you have to change your name to Orban <laughs> if you want to go to <laughs> politics in Hungary. Yeah. So. So, okay, so you talked about the, the values of Hungary. So, yeah. so what do you think those values are? I have a sense of, from the way you described it, but what, what broadly do you think those values are? Um, I just came from um, the Conference of National Conservatism. I yeah. think this is, this is a movement which is an intellectual movement which is uh, very close to our thinking. And the basic pillar of this movement is, uh, is, um, is the idea of nation. So. We all know that we are in the era of globalization and, um, and, and, and time will not uh, change, so we have to adapt to that situation. But, but, but I think the, the challenges of the uh, previous decades, like, like the pandemic, like uh, the economic crisis, like the migration crisis, what, what we are also uh, mm -hmm. uh, facing in Hungary, they prove that the, the nation as a concept is, is the only form which can serve the interest of, of the citizens and of the community who are living under the rule of that, this nation. So, so everybody is talking about uh, globally, globalized cooperation on international organizations, but, but and if there is sunshine and if there is trade between the nations, I can imagine that uh, it can do good things. Um, for the people, but but if there is trouble, if there is um, um, wind and and bad weather, then you you can only go back to your to your to your nation, to your own government. They had they should be responsible for uh, for you uh, and and uh, for for the people who are uh, part of that uh, community. So this is the basic idea. Uh, unfortunately, it's not very <laughs> trendy or mainstream, right? <laughs> We're working on it. We're working, so on, it. Work, working on it. And, um, and, and you know, it's not easy to talk about uh, God and, 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 and religion because, uh, because that's a personal matter. But, but, but still, we do think that uh, these um, God and the idea of religion and, and tradition and, and the teaching with which comes from, from the Bible through, for example, Christian democratic political philosophy, it has to play a very important role um, in, 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 in building a, a, a well-functioning society even in the 21st century. So I spoke at a couple panels and, and gave a talk at NatCon last year, and that was one of the main things that came up, that how do you blend, as, as wokeness sort of infects all of the Western institutions and governments, 
if the return is to be something of a return with some level of religiosity in it, what do you do about the people outside of that, either the non-believers or the gay people or just anyone that is not within, say, sort of the Christian tradition as you would see it? And I know yeah. this is a big debate going yeah, no, on no, within no, that no, kind it's, of a, it's, a, it's a huge debate, but according to our understanding, probably it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's different here in the United States or even in Poland, a, a country which is very close uh, uh, to us in Europe. So, so we are not focusing on the on the individual uh, belief of the people because um, it's a um, freedom of decision. If you want to uh, be on board, if you want to take it, if you want to be a believer, if you want to be an active churchgoer, you can do so. Um, uh, you are not allowed to be punished for that. But if you don't want to do it, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but the but the but the ideas, the political ideas, who are, which are coming from this this kind of uh, uh, concept they are uh, they are useful like 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 you know uh, family is a basic pillar of society mm -hmm. family is is based on the idea of a marriage between a man and woman and 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 one of the most important goal of this kind of marriage is to raise children and those children will be <laughs> the next generation. Without those children, there is no community anymore. So it's not uh, about the individual decision, whether you are homosexual or heterosexual, whether you, are, um, uh, you want to have one children or two or three. It's, it's about that from a society perspective, the more the state can do for those who are ready to go into a marriage between a man and woman and ready to take as many children as they want, mm -hmm. uh, then the state's role is to support them through state institutions. So this one is of the, the idea. So one of the things that you've been doing is encouraging people to have kids because uh, you wrote a piece recently. I mean, you're worried about sort of population collapse, which everyone, yeah. you know, if you listen to mainstream media, it's basically that the earth is going to be overrun with humans. We're going to have no resources left and there's too many of us. And if everyone could have less kids, that would be good. And uh, you see it. I think it's just, a, yeah, I think it's just the uh, other way around. So, and especially, you know, we Hungarians, we are, we are a small nation, just 10 million people. So probably for big empires, the perspective, the historical perspective is a bit different. But for us, um, we think that we have a very unique culture. We have a unique language. Culturally, we are an island uh, in Europe. Mm -hmm. We want to preserve it. And we need um, people and we need children who are ready to, uh, to be the representatives of this uh, culture in the future. If we don't have these people, then everything what is linked to, to Hungarianness will disappear. And we don't, we don't want to let it happen. So, so, so we need people. So it sounds like you're fighting in many ways the same, the same sort of wokeness, the same sort of top-down thing that it, it's a little hard to tell where it's coming from. But corporations and and globalists and all of this stuff. When did it start in Hungary, or or where did it start? Like how how powerful is it? Like is it is it sort of like America, where now it's in all of our TV shows, it's on the news all the time. Our corporations are part of it. Is, is it a similar feeling there? So um, the woke uh, wokeism and gender ideology it's a it's a brand new issue in 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 Hungary, and it uh, it it came 
through the channel, through the transatlantic channel. So obviously it came from, unfortunately, from the United States. But the Hungarians, you know, we were occupied by the Russians uh, uh, for like 40 years. And, and through this period of occupation, uh, the Russians, they did try to teach us to Marxist ideologies and constantly in school, in universities, everybody was repeating the, the, the nonsense Marxist ideas. So, so in, in, in an average Hungarian or aggressive Hungarian voter, they are uh, resistant against this Marxist they were resistant again, actually against the Marxist propaganda and when the vote came in they immediately realized that there is a connection between the origin of Marxist huh. ideology and and the woke or the gender ideology. It's a it's a it's a neo-Marxist. How was it coming in though? Was it coming in through real. television that was imported or movies, um, or was there something yeah, more coordinated? Yeah, culture and yeah. Um, and and the NGOs, mm -hmm. uh, media and NGOs. They are playing a very important role. First was uh, whether the soccer players should uh, go down to their knee, right, uh, or or not. And um, you know, we, we wait. So you had your own version of that relative to the Hungarian plan? Uh, huh? No, actually, we were we were through international media forced to follow the this thing. And and you know, we were saying that that look, we understand that some of them are. I know it's controversial issue here in the United States as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I understand that some of the people are saying that it's about uh, racial equality, which is important, but, uh, but, uh, and about the black communities, but we didn't have any slavery in mm -hmm. Hungary. We don't have any black community. Mm -hmm. So this is a cultural reference point, which is, which is not ours. Mm -hmm. So it's not a problem if somebody else is doing that, but if we are forced to do so mm -hmm. uh, and forced to follow, then it's, uh, it's, 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 it's something scary. And then, um, um, a couple months later, um, the, the educational issues came in. And NGOs and media people, they started to um, launch uh, campaigns in schools. Um, um, you know, how, how, how to make it easier for children to, to change their sex and, mm -hmm. and they question their identity, the whole LGBTQ yep. um, uh, movement. Uh, came in, and then we realized that this is serious. So we, we accepted the um, uh, legislation, quite similar to the Florida one, mm -hmm. uh, to protect the minors and and ban sexual uh, orientation classes without the consent of the parents. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were immediately attacked by 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 the headquarters of the European Union, by the Brazilian bureaucrats, mm -hmm. um, and then we made the decision that. You know, our only chance is this is common sense, what we are saying, and, uh, and it will be backed by the people. So we, we launched a referendum, and in this April we had a referendum on these gender ideological issues, four questions. And the Hungarians uh, said with an overwhelming majority, 92% of wow. the votes, wow. and the turnout was, was, was the biggest in the history of referendum of modern uh, Hungary. So more people participated in the referendum than in a migration issue, than in a NATO enlargement issue or EU enlargement issue, and they voted um, with a huge majority against these uh, gender ideological things. 
and it's a huge success. But, uh, but and, and where does your media fit in that? I mean, was the media doing what our media does, which is here in Florida, you know, calling Ron DeSantis a homophobe yeah, and sure, making sure. up all? The, I mean, it's is. Do you see it as a very similar? Yeah, it's it's the very similar pattern. But yeah. uh, the only difference is um, not only the domestic media, but the international media. Uh, mm-hmm. is is on us as well and it makes very hard to survive but uh, but we have <laughs> no other chance once we are supported by the people so we don't have to be popular in the editorial board of the New York Times we have to be popular <laughs> yeah. among the Hungarian voters we have to represent um, their ideas and second if the Western civilization goes forward to that direction, that's going to be a suicide mission. Yeah. So somehow we should turn, turn back or turn away from this direction. And, and to do so, you have to stand up and be outspoken, even if it's controversial. You mentioned right before we started, we spoke only for just two or three yeah. minutes before we started, but you said something about how the, the other uh, European nations, that there's very few people in the nations willing to stand up for their own nations. And, and that seems to be the fight that, that you guys have. Who, who else is kind of doing it right? Are there, are, is there anyone else? Poland seems to maybe have a version of this that's working. Yeah, that's true. Poland um, is a strong country, four times bigger than, than Hungary. It plays a very important uh, um, uh, role. They have a clear conservative government. They have a very um, tough nation state vision. But they, and they are doing great, economically very successful. Um, and there are actually there are everywhere political forces who are uh, representing the same ideas. The only problem is that uh, the establishment is doing is doing everything which is what is necessary to not let them let them in. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be election in um, in um, in Italy end of uh, this month, and uh, the, the Italian right side is doing doing great. The coalition of right-wing parties they are uh, leading in the polls so it would be a it can be a game changer so in this piece that i read that you laid out so we talked about the population portion of it and why you want obviously people yeah. to have kids and multiply and, and that and you know uh, the, the the topic migration is linked to that so that that was the next one i was yeah yeah so, sorry yeah, so because it, it's linked to uh, it's linked to the idea of population decline if yeah. if we can agree on 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 that we need people then um, some of the liberals are saying that, okay, from a labor market point of view, I agree with you. Just but open up. Just open up. But then, um, <laughs> then you lose everything what makes you what you are. Because those people who are coming, they are obviously coming from, uh, uh, from different civilizational, they are bringing in different civilizational backgrounds. W- what's been the general uh, immigration policy of Hungary, say, over the last decade or two? What, what's the general, if you, if you want to come in, or with the migrants and the pressures yeah. you guys are under? Yeah, opinion? so, so the, uh, the, the general approach is it's, it's very simple. We have experience um, um, neighboring countries, um, ethnic Hungarians, or uh, those people who are belonging to neighboring um, nations they they are trying to come they're trying to come to Hungary uh, legally uh, we make it possible illegally we uh, don't support that idea and um, and and currently we are hosting more than uh, 1 million Ukrainian refugees they are our neighbors so mm-hmm. uh, so we have the humanitarian responsibility for help 
have them. Uh, but what we experienced in 2015, that was the first time uh, that something is happening and it's totally different than, than what we experienced before. 400,000 illegal migrants uh, came to our southern borders and they wanted to just come in and cross the border without any permission and they just wanted to go to Germany. Some of them wanted to stay, but many of them wanted to go to Germany, Sweden and other, other countries. And, and this was the point when Prime Minister Orban realized that, that you know, the migration, what we were talking about, it's completely different mm -hmm. uh, from what we will experience in these debates. And, and if we look around um, Sub-Saharan Africa, North Africa, uh, Middle East, uh, Central Asia, there are millions of millions of people, 10 millions and 10 millions of people of coming from overpopulated countries uh, and, and they want to start a new life somewhere. And uh, Europe, that's the closest uh, uh, continent. So they want to start without any permission. They, start mm -hmm. a, they want to start a new life in in Europe. So and what was that like in 2015? I mean, everyone remembers the videos of just yeah. watching people pour. Now, we see these videos now from Mexico yeah, into yeah, the United says, States. But, pretty much the same. But so in essence, this sort of, it seemingly kind of happened overnight. It was rela obviously related to the war in Syria and everything. But what, did you stop people immediately? Do you, like how, yeah. how, how quickly the, did they the figure things out? The tricky thing was, was that the left was saying that, uh, that it's mainly linked to the war in Syria. Yeah. Uh, so it's a local conflict issue. But uh, but uh, we hosted people on our southern borders from, they were coming from more than 100 countries. Mm -hmm. So not just Syria, it was just, back at the time it was just 30, 40%. Uh, it's, it's, it's a more broader issue. And we, uh, we, we immediately realized that if um, uh, our country is not able to protect the borders, and to restore law and order, then, then we are lost. And, um, and we established a fence, we built a border fence. It was a three months operation. Um, and uh, around 150 miles. Um, and, and we stopped them. And we introduced the border control measures where we stop everybody who is not have the right to, to enter. And were you getting hunger. threatened by the EU? Uh, of course, of course, since then. That's a constant legal court war. Right. So, um, right. So what do they try to do? I mean, they try to force you to just let anyone in? Or, or what, what, what are their punishments, really? Um, there were several uh, punishments. Uh, the, the latest is that um, they are attacking us through the courts. So they are um, in charge of the court system and the institutions, and and they try to block or our legal mechanisms to um, to stop the people. Because the idea is is that that if you are an illegal immigrant, you are not allowed to enter the country and walk freely. Mm -hmm. You have to apply for asylum. And until the decision is made, you are not allowed to enter the territory of the country because then you're going to disappear and it will be impossible to find you. Um, uh, and so, and this is the basic idea which, according to their understanding, goes against um, the, 
humanitarian law requirements, but right. it's nonsense. Those humanitarian legal requirements are out. They, those are outdated. Those are those are historical memories um, based on the Geneva Convention from 1951. Back at that time, the thing was very different. Do, do you think they don't even know what they're calling for, or do you think it is more nefarious than that? When you when you see this coming in either through the ideas of wokeness or quite literally the people walking across the borders. Oh, no, I think it's, um, it's, it's, it's a political program of the left and political program of, of George Soros and his Open Society Foundation because they think that European nations, they are, they are threats mm -hmm. of the future. So what they want to do is to deconstruct these nations and how can you deconstruct a nation, so change. You have to change the population. Mm -hmm. You have to um, uh, let people in who are coming from a different civilization and give them citizenship as as soon as it is possible. They are not Christians. They are mainly Muslims. They are. They don't share our values. They have their own value system. They are very proud of it. Um, and and. And I don't want to judge this kind of value system. Probably it works in, in Muslim societies, um, or it definitely works in Muslim societies. But our, in our society, what the value system is, is, is different. So it's, it's, I think, and, and those people, if they come in and they settle, they, they establish parallel societies immediately, and they are supporting leftist liberal political forces with a huge majority. So for them, it's a political program to destroy the old European type of nation states. When, when you talk to your counterparts, either in Germany or in the UK, places that let tons of people in that have these parallel societies, do they go, man, we, we're, we're jealous. You guys are a little ahead of us on this thing. We, we missed it. According to our understanding, this is a mistake what you can, what you can have only once. And if you... You make that mistake mm -hmm. and you let millions of millions of people in and you give them citizenship, then it's over because, um, because, um, because, because you have no other chance. You have to live with, uh, with, uh, with those people. And what our counterparts are saying that, um, look, you are right, but uh, our situation is different. I have to... Uh, at least try to convince those voters so I cannot cannot be the defender of um, the Christian um, civilization um, if um, 20 or 15 percent of my voters are coming from a different background so most probably you are right most probably we made a, made a bad decision we were because we were only looking to the economic consequences of decision not mm -hmm. the cultural consequences but but that's it. So that's why we Hungarians, we have to be, and Prime Minister Orban is, in this sense, the, the most tough anti-migration politician in, in Europe because, because we have to be very tough on, on that issue. Once you commit this mistake, uh, these people are in, they are part of society, and the whole equilibrium is changing. So you mentioned the prime minister, and I know that he was either was or is friendly with uh, our former prime minister, Donald Trump. And obviously, a lot of the things you're talking about in terms of borders and culture and things like that sound sort of Trumpian. Um, was, that a, was that a nice little time for you guys when there was 
sort of similar leadership in the United States that I <laughs> suspect is a little bit different right now? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's true. Um, honestly, uh, in domestic politics, we are, we are the strongest. So we won four consecutive term uh, with two third majorities. So people are on our side. But, but, but what does that mean in terms of the vote? Like, so what percentage of the vote roughly is that? Um, uh, more than fifty percent. Yeah, more than fifty percent. And um, and uh, w which is our system? It differs from your system. It's not a two-party right, system. Right. So, so in a European context, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and um, um, but. Internationally, inside the Western Hemisphere, the situation is not not so good. So, so um, for example, in 2016, when President Trump came into power, Benjamin Netanyahu was the Prime Minister in Israel. Um, uh, Brexiters were uh, were emerging in in um, in London. Uh, we had Angela Merkel, that was a, a, a Christian Democrat coalition-based, but still Christian Democrat uh, government. We had Although the Although she did let a lot of migrants in, which probably... Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, um, but, but right now in the Ukrainian issue, um, uh, we would need um, a European leadership of mm -hmm. the Germans, mm -hmm. and we don't have this kind of leadership. So, so we had uh, huge conflicts with her, but, um, but um, she is missing right now, hmm. not because of the migration, yeah, but because yeah. of the geopolitical issues. Um, so, so back at that time, uh, international cooperation was easier, but, um, but, but I think better days should come. The Poles are on board. Italy, there will be a, a, a changing of the government. I hope United States, in the United States during the midterm election, the Republicans will do a good job. Uh, and uh, and the economic situation in Europe it's um, it's 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 very hard. So energy prices are skyrocketing, and uh, middle class is suffering. Um, serious problems, and all the countries are governed by by uh, by left wing governments. So I think we will have a very turbulent political time. Is it is it crazy to you or obvious that so many of the nations are going through this at the exact same time? I mean, almost everything you're laying out here to some degree is pretty much what's happening here, and it's pretty much what's happening in the UK and, and all over the place. But I guess that's the point, right? We are that's, connected. It's by design. Yeah. yeah, we are connected. And you know, for, for I think, for, for the liberals, uh, it's very, very easy intellectually to cooperate on an international level. Because if you are a liberal, it means that, uh, that uh, you have your principles, your value system, and it's universal. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. where you are. It doesn't matter where you are in DC, in um, I don't know Scandinavia, in Africa, in even in in uh, Southeast Asia. If you are a liberal, then you have your values, and you want to turn the government into that direction. And you have no conflict with the others who are liberals but living on the other side of the world but but for the conservatives or 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 in a positive way nationalists it's it's hard because uh, all your beliefs are coming from 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 the history of your nation so it's uh, historically sociologically geographically it's based mm -hmm. and it differs from the views of 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 other of others um and and that's the reason why cooperation is very hard because we will uh, 
never agree 100% on on, uh, on, on everything mm-hmm. because because you are, are following the interest of your nation and I am following the interest of my nation. Mm-hmm. But through mutual respect and understanding, I think this kind of cooperation, if you are able to, um, 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 uh, to, to make these connections, then, then in the long term they can be stronger because, uh, because it's rational and, and based on mutual respect, which is a, always a good starting point. But it's a tough experiment, right? I mean, very, this is, this is what they're trying to figure out at NatCon. Can you take ex-libs and libertarians, mix them with these religious conservatives, all fight wokeism? And it, it seems to me that everyone sort of right now is kind of willing to put their swords down to make it work. But the question is, okay, if we make it work, what happens after that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't have the answer. <laughs> the only thing I know is uh, if, uh, you know, the... I hope we get to see, because then we'll have at least defeated... Yeah, the world, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, sure. But, you know, if... So in... In, in Hungary, uh, we were able to unify these forces uh, through the lens of of, of of nation. So if you love your country, it doesn't matter whether you are a classical liberal, libertarian, or a religious conservative. Then, 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 then this is the point where 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 you have to be united, and and you have to be able to use your resources um, against your political opponents because they are using everything mm-hmm. what they have, the institutions, the state, transnational organizations, media, academia. And, and, and until that moment, uh, we on this side were just, just, you know, just too silent and too fragmented. So we talked about a little bit related to migration, but okay, so Ukraine, now how, how many uh, refugees did you say? One, one million. One million that are to be settled to become uh, citizens or no, no, they're no, in no, some no, sort no. of... They, yeah. um, they, uh, they uh, that left... that 10% yeah, of yeah, the yeah. population. Yeah, 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 that's, that's huge. They yeah. left um, uh, Ukraine and they came to Hungary. We managed an operation to host them and help them. Uh, some of them went back, some of them went uh, uh, to other European countries, but some of them stayed. So what is Hungary's position on what's going on there? You know, I, and I'll say that to the backdrop of, I haven't covered Ukraine much on my show because I've found it's extremely difficult getting an honest assessment of what's going on and who really are the good guys and the bad guys and everything else. It's just, it's just been very messy. Yeah. So according to our understanding... Um, and I also live in a country that's halfway across yeah, the world. Yeah, not, yeah, not right there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, sure. It's, it's not your problem. Yeah, but it is. But it is because all of these things are interconnected. Because of the prizes saying. and yeah. so on. Yeah, it's true. So, um, I think it's out of question that the Russians are, are the aggressors in, in that story. Of course, and, of course. And, and the Ukrainians are, are, are brave and they are uh, protecting their uh, country. And we should help them. Uh, but, um, but it's a question of peace and prolongation of war. So what we are doing right now, the Westerners together, that's the NATO strategy, let's call it yeah. uh, that way, that we support through military equipments, weapons, and so on, the Ukrainians, and they are fighting. And they are doing good, but, but, but the war is still there. And it's going to stay there for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
and the and the consequences of the war uh, they are uh, destroying uh, our economies um, mainly through the uh, en energy sanctions and um, and um, can you describe how that directly affects you guys so the US or NATO put sanctions on Russia and then in, the, yeah. in the field of energy yeah. and it brings up the prices immediately mm -hmm. because if you are not allowed some some countries are not allowed to to buy um, Russian gas or oil, it means that, you know, it's, it's like a, uh, a trade market. So immediately the prices are, are getting higher and higher. And mm -hmm. you have to buy the energy from somehow because Europe is, uh, is not independent. Right. Um, and, um, and, you know, if the energy prices are high, then it immediately causing inflation and it, it is causing serious trouble for manufacturing. Uh, companies, if they close, then people are losing their jobs. So it's a process. It's it's a it's a rational economical process which is going on. So according to our uh, understanding, uh, this war should be stopped, but not stopped through escalation or prolongation of the war, mm -hmm. but through peace talks. So our position is that we should, I mean the West and, and the, obviously the United States should be involved with the, because the Russians, they take only seriously um, the United States. So mm -hmm. there should be Russian-US uh, uh, peace talks and we, sh we would need immediate ceasefire and, 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 and try to cool down um, the is, process. Is, is there even any talk of that right now? No, that, yeah. unfortunately not. So, so what do you make of that? Fortunately not, because uh, because the I I think the American position is that uh, this kind of prolongation of war it weakens Russia for sure. Uh, the Ukrainians are willing to do so, uh, and the Europeans are not strong enough to represent uh, their own interest in mm. that uh, situation. I'm mainly talking about France and and, and Germany. That there's no real credible threat behind them if uh, they were to come to the table with Russia. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm, I, mean, I mean, you know, they are politically also fragile. So coalition government, uh, the, the different parties, they have a different opinion on, on that. Um, the international mainstream is, is very hard on putting pressure on those who are saying that, look, it's, it shouldn't be a war propaganda around this issue, but 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 the other we should do the other way around. The peace propaganda should be uh, started and spread everywhere. Uh, but um, but we are not close to that. But unfortunately, um, the winter will be very hard. And I hope that um, sooner or later everybody will realize that the prolongation of war it's it's just not. Not a good way to What do you think the off-ramp looks like for Russia? What, what's something that they could sit down and say, okay, we got this, we can end this thing now? No, I can, I can have my own opinion. Uh, the Hungarian leadership can have its own opinion, but, but we are not a game changer in this situation. <coughs> so, so it should be done by the big players. We are just a small mouse in the room. There are big elephants in the room. They should make their own decisions. But uh, the problem is that currently nobody, as you mentioned, nobody is talking about these kind of peace talks. Yeah. Everybody is talking about that, you know, we should keep going, we should go further, 
what is happening there and and you know the the ukrainians made they made uh, just just recently a good uh, counter star uh, strike mm-hmm. but then the russians made a counter strike and, and the, the 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 whole story is 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 from a humanitarian point of view it's it's getting even worse and worse and worse and we should stop that yeah so i wasn't even planning on mentioning this to you but i guess what's sort of sits with all of this is you know we have a major censorship problem here in the united states and a completely i would say like a a media that is in complete dereliction of their duties and deeply dishonest and not friendly to a lot of the ideas that we're discussing here so i'm curious on two things sort of how is your media generally and and what about censorship and what's going on with the internet and and big tech and all those things how much of that is an important part of your world No, it's a very important part. Uh, And from our perspective, media, it's a sovereignty issue again. So if if media is owned by foreigners, then foreigners are dictating what the Hungarians should think. So it's uh, the first and foremost important point is that uh, um, at least the majority of the Hungarian uh, media should be owned by Hungarians. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether they are liberals, conservatives, socialists, what ideology they have, but it should be in the hand of uh, Hungarians. In that sense, we are uh, um, we are in a much better shape than, than we were 12 years ago when the Orban um, government came into power. Um, the the other thing is is that uh, pluralism is important. So the the variety of opinions should be visible, and and people Hungarian people should make their own decision which which um, opinions they they want to follow. Um, and in this sense, I think the Hungarian media is a better shape than, than the media in, um, in Western Europe because mm-hmm. the balance between so-called, it's obviously oversimplifying the things, but the liberal views and the conservative views or, or the progressive liberal views mm-hmm. and the conservative views is it's quite balanced. So it's 50-50. Interesting. So you're, and, and do you find you have counterparts on, say, the progressive liberal side that you can debate? publicly or, or get into these conversations with? Because that's what's going on here that's very difficult, is they, they don't seem to want to debate anymore, mm. even have these conversations. Yeah, it's um, a good question. Some, sometimes they, they are on board with the debate and, and they are available, but, but then they make a decision if their interest is is that and they close down right. everything and they are not communicating. Well, because so. to be clear, I would wh- whoever might be the counterpart. I know you don't have a counterpart on the progressive side because there's no, they're not in the government right now. But I would have that person on and, and yeah. treat them the exact yeah. same way. No, but I, I suspect after talking to someone with the last name Orban, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, I I, I think it's important and and we conservatives or the Hungarian right side we. We are confident because we think that um, that the truth is on our side. So I am confident that I can win all the debates. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm 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 always ready to 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 discuss these things. But but their mindset is a bit uh, different. You mentioned the big uh, tech yeah. uh, companies. Uh, they are playing an even more and more important role in Hungarian public uh, uh, sphere. And um, and the censorship is obviously an issue there as well. The, our situation is even worse than your situation because uh, because those tech companies are are uh, their headquarter is in the United States mm-hmm. or in another European country. So we don't have 
those companies. So what was done by, um, for example, Governor DeSantis, mm -hmm. um, that through taxation and through some legislative actions, um, he, he wanted to create a fair treatment for all the political opinions. Yeah. Uh, we Hungarians and the other small Central European countries, we are, uh, we we are. I'm not saying we are we are toolless, but but we don't have as much tools as as you have here in the United States. That's why for us it's 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 important that that the Republicans are are pushing this thing forward because because otherwise it it will have an effect on the other. Uh, European um, uh, countries as what, well. What level of censorship do you guys think you're dealing with? It, it's almost impossible to tell because once yeah. you're being censored and throttled and all of those things, you don't know. But you know, I would I would imagine if uh, if the prime minister was to put out something that they could even frame as anti-immigrant, and I've read a lot of his speeches where they go completely insane, call him racist and all of these things. And if you read it, it's actually quite measured and sort of what you've laid out yeah. here. So can you even tell what level of censorship you're dealing with? Um, it, it, it's not as bad as it happened in the United States that the one platform banned the, the, the president. Which and, then, is, and then everyone banned him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then everyone banned uh, the president. So it's just, um, it, it did not happen yet. Um, uh, but, uh, but, but I experience as well as a politician and some other politicians also um, experience that and we have we know that those people who are in charge of making these kind of decisions they are not accountable uh, but uh, but we know them and um, and and um, from an ideological perspective they are not their opinion is obviously not balanced and um, and you know making these kind of decisions shouldn't be made by private uh, companies. It's so simple. And it's not um, a brand new issue. It, it wasn't invented, this, this thought, just recently. It's, 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 uh, it's well known for like centuries and, and thousands and thousands of years that, that these kind of decisions should be made by independent uh, branches. That's why uh, we invented the idea of independent judiciary. And, and currently, the, the, the role of the independent judiciary is done by these uh, private company censorship group of people. It's, I think it's nonsense. But, but I'm quite optimistic because, uh, because uh, through the, the history of the technological development, when the all, all the new platforms were coming in, first the radio and then the television and then the internet and then right now the social media so there was always at the beginning a kind of a turbulent time when mm -hmm. the when the state made the takeover so it's just just it does not mean that there should be state uh, censorship but but through legislative power at least some fair balance should be immediately established and they did in with the radio with the television and with all the pl platforms it just took a couple couple years right I mean, so I there, hope it's going to happen. So. <laughs> but when you say you hope it's going to happen, do you mean from an American side, because these are American companies for the most part, that you want something to happen on the legislative yeah, side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or I, hate uh, I hate to tell you, my friend, <laughs> I don't think so. Or, uh, or at least um, in Europe, uh, because, um, because probably we Hungarians, we are just small players in that issue. But, uh, but Europe as such is 27 countries, so, so 
this is something which should be discussed on a European level and, and act. Uh, we should act together. But until that moment, it did not happen. I normally don't end on a question like this, but is there, is there anything else that you want to hit on? I think we, I think we hit most of the big <laughs> stuff. You're here in town in Miami for the National Conservatism Conference, yeah. as we talked about, and that, that's ongoing for a couple of days. And they're trying to hash out all the things that we've discussed. Uh, did you hear anything else interesting there that, that is on your mind or relevant to Hungary? Or, no, I'm, or I'm, have you been shocked by anything since you've been here in the United States? <laughs> you know, is it I'm, worse than you thought? Is it I, better? No, no, no. Because um, all the Americans I know and I like, they are anti-Vogue and they are very nice people. <laughs> and they are very nice to, to my country. So Yeah, yeah. You should go to Portland and see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, the situation is different for sure. But, uh, but I have to say that... Um, that um, Always, I, I, I come to here, um, I, I become more uh, optimistic. I know that, uh, that uh, you are also serious trouble, but, but if I keep talking with people, um, the, the, the idea of, of American greatness, um, it emerges immediately. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think at the end of the day, uh, you will figure out something. And the, and the only thing I... I keep telling them that look, I know that America is special. I know that, um, that it's, it's like an elephant, um, and all the others are just smaller animals uh, around you, even the Europeans. But but there are some small animals, some mouses, and sometimes the small animals, the mouses, also can help mm -hmm. the elephants to survive. Or so these kind of alliances uh, is uh, can be beneficial for both parties. That was a beautiful ending. However, I did say to you right before we started, I said this is a beautiful cover of a book. The book is The, Hungari the Hungarian Way of Strategy. Uh, can you just tell the people what this, uh, this elk on the front of the book yeah, is? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an elk or a stag. And the, and the idea, according to Hungarian history, the Hungarian tribes, seven tribes who occupied the land where we are living more than 1,100 years ago, they were led uh, by by this uh, special creature, uh, so uh, so sh so she was she was she was the one who who was doing the the lead, uh, and 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 through this animal, uh, a transcendent power or god was was leading leading the way, and the idea of the cover is that this this tag is still here, still with us, so the future is uh, not so pessimistic for us. Now that counts as an ending. <laughs> Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.